Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello, my little villains. Welcome back to Hit or Quit. We are back again to recap House of Villains, episode five. And I'm so excited because I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Jimmy, I'm good. I, I always <laughs> feel like I'm very at home here at this podcast. I, I don't know. You belong I, here. <laughs> I've always been a villain, you know, even as, as nice as I am and as like as fun loving as I am. I, I have this resting chaotic energy that just gives Slytherin. It's just a very like villainous Listen, like energy I have, you know, you to me. So, you know how some people like in their phone, um, you put like their name and their contact is like an emoji or has like an emoji yeah. with it. Like if I were to do that, I don't do that with my contacts. If I were to do that, you would be the purple devil emoji, but the one that's smiling, like the one yeah. that's like a little like devious, a little saucy. Um, right. So I agree. Like I, this does feel perfect for you. Um, And I'm like, again, this is a dream come true to be able to uh, podcast. What I think is like one of the most, amazing reality tv shows that has ever existed like this show is incredible um i am not like i have not cooled down on this show whatsoever every episode has been entertaining from front to back um and so this this is home for me too like i don't know if i'm a villain like i am like kind of giving like the red lips like a little devious like the like the nails like i could cut you with these they're not like that aggressive but like it does feel right we are both very chaotic it it is it's correct i think this was a pair that was supposed to happen i do miss rob (laughs) but because he's not here to hold it down he's not villainous enough rob's like he's a hero you know but mm-hmm. I think you we we add a little edge to it. I'm so happy that you said it was a purple devil emoji because I didn't know where you were going with that at first. I was like, oh, oh like Jimmy. the purple. You thought <laughs> I was gonna say the, the purple heart. <laughs> I, I said heart, Jenny Heart. Oh my God. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, I thought that Jenny, was what, what you thought. thought. I said the purple heart emoji. Wow. I get myself in trouble here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I didn't... you are. You said it, not me. Oh my God. I said what I thought you were going to say. No, you said what you said and I said what I said. And those two things were not the same. Listen, it's okay. You're right, though. What's wrong wrong with the purple? Right. What? You thought thought the the purple heart heart was bad? No, I thought that's where you were going when you said that. Oh. I thought you were about to say, "Oh, you're not a villain. You, the purple heart is what." No, but boring. then you said the purple villain, the purple d- devil with the smile. And then you said the purple eggplant, Denny. I just don't know. <laughs> I when you said I was worried, I thought you were going to say something like that. You that was bad to be associated with, and like the purple heart is not bad. I think it's just basic, which are like I would well, never do to you. Yeah, I just thought because I was saying I was a villain that we obviously were going to go with something, you know, like I thought you were going to be like, no, Chappelle, you're not a villain. It's the purple heart. My brain brain goes to what other emoji is purple? I thought the the heart was purple. 
Uh, sure. Well, that's the second in line. Okay, but there are several hearts of different colors. The eggplant specifically is purple. That is true. I just really thought when you said purple, we thought we were going with the heart. But okay. Uh, eggplant's fine. And that's Jenny. why I'm here. And that's why you're here. Exactly. Yeah. Some, of us, some of us are villains on the outside. Some of us just exude villainy you know, in different ways. And I think that's probably a theme in this episode as well, right? Because we have yeah. some very obvious, iconic villains. And then we have people who you think at first glance, like, do they really stack up? And in this episode, people like Shake kind of remind you like why they ended up on this show yes. exactly and how they got here. It's Shake's coming out party uh, in this mm-hmm. episode where he, you know, basically, you know, He's like somewhat proud of the fact that he's like, I've made it to the big villain leagues, Um, but more so uh, just out of (laughs) results. It's like, I don't think that he was ready for this. And then it just Mm -hmm. kind of he got thrust into the situation where his back is against the wall and he's like, all right, time to dig my heels in and uh, be the true villain. Um, but I I thought this was a very fun episode. I love that we're starting to get. you know, a little bit because here's the thing we we've been kind of talking about how shake is like, he does not know what he's doing here. He is not ready for these people. Um, and this is like, this is shakes origin story, at least for this particular television show, obviously like he's been doing and saying things, um, before to get him cast on the show but i think that like in this episode he finally embodied like the reason for why he's here um and again the meta of it all where he's kind of like acknowledging like oh i finally understand why i'm on this cast like i've seen another part of me i like i love that we're still getting a lot of this commentary about like the reason that they were cast on this show that is very fun to me um how do you how do you feel about this whole like like this episode is very shake heavy uh shake heavy shake 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 down Mm -hmm. yeah yeah shaking and baking we are, you know, I think that Shake did a really good job of hiding who he was uh, in this show so far. I think Shake yeah. has been very much like, okay, I'm a little bit in over my head. I don't really know the people. I'm just going to lay low as long as I can. But eventually that true shakeness just comes out, you know, um, because we even saw that in Love is Blind. In his first season, Shake was annoying about the things that he was saying like oh can I lift you up on the beach can you know can I carry you on my back you know or you know um, really kind of whether he can carry people <laughs> right right really obsessed with how big these women are mm-hmm. and then like they're really like uh I don't date people who are uh like brown people like me because I'm only into blonde chicks and all those stuff it was a whole thing right where it was just mm-hmm. like Little annoying, tiny things that just kind of needle at you. And then by the finale, he's full-blown shake, right? He's like... like micro-dosing misogyny, like, and then, yeah. like, and then you just get, like, a full hit. And he just, yeah, he was rubbing a little bit on his gums, and now it's just right up the nostrils. And so now, shake... Wait... Is, that's a metaphor, right? Anyway, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it is. yeah. That's a comment. We say that all the time. Yeah, so yeah, it it's a, little, a little bump of misogyny, and so he he's doing that on the finale, and he's just going hardcore. And everyone's like, "Shake, you suck!" And so that's the moment. The finale is what got him cast on this show, and I think he did the same thing here. The first couple of episodes, he's laying low, but then in mm-hmm. this episode, he calls this standing up for himself. But at <laughs> no point was Shake under attack. There was no point at all. He literally started the fight and then said, I feel so much better now that I'm being myself. (laughs) Yes, that's the key. You are now standing in your villainy and you kind of like it. And so it was fun to watch. It, he he's acting like he was on the defensive when truly he was on. If anything, he was on the defensive of his own actions uh, because, you know, he just he was sloppy and mm-hmm. it caught up to him and people were rightfully like calling him out and getting pissed off at him and his reaction to it is like acting like he's some sort of like victim and has to stand up for himself but it's like you created this problem for yourself so yeah. you are not like you're you're defending yourself against um pre- like like past shake 
Past yeah. Shake was a dick to future Shake. And right. now you're having to deal with that. Exactly. Um, you know, he it was said, beautiful. <laughs> he said, I feel a lot better about myself now, now that I've said these things. It's like, really? Now you feel yeah. great about yourself? You're calling people brainwashed pawns and all kinds Stupid, of stuff, lying yeah. on people, calling people dumb. And you're like, yeah, like at least I stood up for myself. He said, for better or for worse, probably for worse. But just let me have that. Just let me have it anyway. I was like, Shake has gotten to the point where he's like, I'm back to the shake that I was at that finale. I don't care if y'all mm-hmm. like me or not. And, and this is just me. So trying to play the game, trying to get in where he fit in, it's not his strength. His strength is being a jerk face here in this episode, you know? And like, I don't know Shake in real life. So maybe he's not like that when he's not on TV. Right. But every time we've seen him step into his building, he feels really comfortable. Yeah, so that that was something I wanted to talk about because I wanted to get your take on I again, I love when we can get a little meta about it because that's what this show does. Like how much of this do you feel like is camera shake because like with with the love is blind stuff, do you feel like once seeing kind of like how he was um received and portrayed or whatever, like that he kind of leans into that character because he knows that that's what is like, that's what people are expecting or that's what plays well on TV. And like, is he watching what's happening in this house and seeing people like New York who like, you know, didn't care so much about the game that she like diluted who she is as a person and as a character on TV. And is he kind of like getting the sense of like, okay, I'm in a bad position in this game. So what the hell am I doing? I'm not going to go out with a whimper. I'm going to lean into this douchebag version of myself that I have been on TV. That is the reason they cast me in the first place. And I'm going to be more of this person if it's going to be my last couple of episodes on the show. Oh, no, I don't think that's it at all, Jenny. I really think that... Think it's just what him. It, <laughs> no, I think that when presented with um, adversity... Shake yeah. defaults to villain shake. And mm. so watch Love okay. is Blind. People were not, he was not well received, but he was not hated. I would say that Shake was probably like annoying. People were really rooting for Deep D, but I don't think that he mm. was like despised, right? But because he feels that tension in the air, like people don't like me, instead of coming into the reunion show with a shield up, he comes in with a bazooka. And so right. I think the same thing happens here. He votes for Anfisa. And mm-hmm. Fisa obviously is going to try to figure out who voted for her. And so the first chance he gets, he brings out the bazooka. He's like, oh, it wasn't me. It was Corinne. And not only was it Corinne, but it was Corinne because she's jealous. And then when, and it was Corinne because she's jealous because she likes Johnny Bananas and she can't put the game aside. She's so emotional. It was Corinne. So then that happens. That's like the little, he brings out the little gun. And mm-hmm. then later on, it comes back up again. And they're like, Hey, everyone's trying to get me out there. Ga- they're ganging up on me, but I think I won this competition. All of y'all suck. I'm the winner. It's your ass. I'm about to take you out. The bazooka's out. And then he turns out he didn't win the competition, but instead of putting the bazooka out, away and grabbing the shield, he brings out the bigger bazooka. He brings out the cannon. And he's like, <laughs> no, y'all suck. You're brainwashed. You're, ch- you're a child. You're this, that, and the other. And then... He gets confronted. Well, then he tries to like dial it back. He says, okay, this isn't working. Let me go and explain my reasoning. And when they're not taking his explanation, he brings the bazooka back. And he's like, boom, boom, boom. I hate you. You're boring. I don't like you. Like every time Shake tries to defend himself, he does not go on the defense. He just tries a bigger offense than what was already, you know, that he thinks is coming toward him. Because a lot of times he's throwing the first punch. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I so the other thing I think it play, is playing into this is that like this man has no riz, okay? Like mm. he has no ability, and I don't mean like romantic like level riz, like just in general in terms of like persuading people or like he just does not have the juice and. He try like when he tries to scale back, he does such a terrible job of trying to like apologize or explain himself that people understandably 
react in a certain way being like well duh 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 and then he's like uh, and he like he backs himself up and then like you said he brings out the bazooka or the cannon because he's like he does not know how to react when he's faced with like adversity adversity or like when he expects a conversation to go a certain way and it doesn't he like goes nuclear like he's Mm -hmm. just like okay well i'm just going like and so yeah there's there, there must be a like a true part of him because the fact that he's saying he's felt more like himself uh, since all of this happened. But then that also contrasts with points in this episode where he's saying like, you know, when he's talking about what happened at the challenge where um, a side of him came out that he, you know, doesn't like or that he doesn't see very often. It's like, well, what is the story here? Is this who you truly are and you just don't like this person? Like, are we trying to change this or are we trying to lean into this because you know this is what is wanted here in this environment? Like, I'm this man needs therapy first, first and foremost. But that's not oh, what yeah. we're doing here. Right. That's not what this show is. So fine. But like, does he want to be this person? Yes. Yes, he does. That's what I'm saying. You honey. <laughs> no, no, he this is Shake. Shake, Shake. Yeah. That's what he says. I feel more like myself than I have felt this whole time because he's mm-hmm. not had a chance to unleash like that. Um, partly yeah. because he thought Jax was gonna kill him. But now that he is <laughs> but now that but he's women, women are perfect. Like that's the thing, is like there, he there would was love <laughs> to yeah, get into there, it with Corinne. There was a moment where he started to aim at Corinne and Bobby says, hey, hey, over here, talk to me. And that's when it's kind of like, whoa, what's happening here? So mm-hmm. I think if anything, Shake really needs to look at that moment and think, why was I so ready to talk crazy to Corinne when Bobby was right there targeting me just like everybody else was? Um, but yeah. um, there is to your point, there. Of, yeah, yeah, to your point, though, about uh, Shake saying, you know, like, this isn't like me. Like that, I saw a side of me that I didn't like. That was Shake's version of an apology. Because what we do see is that Shake does not apologize for anything he did in this episode. When he mm-hmm. goes to Amphisa, he goes to her to explain his thought process. And he goes, I, when New York was about to get voted out, I voted to save her. Then I realized that you were not... Well, he goes to Corinne first. He said, then I realized that Amphisa was not going to be happy with me and I needed to pin it on somebody. And Corinne goes, so you just pinned it on me? And he's like, yes, that's exactly what I did. But he does not say... And I feel bad for that. Or yeah. I wish I didn't do that. He said, I just want you to know where I'm coming from. Next thing you know, house meeting. You got Anfisa there. Amorosa there. Uh, Johnny Bananas is in the room. Uh, you know, Bobby walks in. Everyone's, and sits, yeah, everyone's there. And, and Shake sits there and he says the same thing. He says, okay. Anfisa comes in. She's looking for who voted for her. And she says, that Bobby, everybody get a toast except for Bobby and whoever the shady person is who voted for me. And in that moment, Shake says, and I knew I couldn't own up to it. So I pinned it on Corinne. She's like, because I'm your pawn. He's like, yes, you're a dumb pawn. You're the best pawn ever. Because it makes sense for me. But that is not an apology, Shake. That is you now lashing out and trying to explain. You want everybody to go, okay, we get it, Shake. Never mind. We're not mad at you. No, Shake. Say I'm sorry. <laughs> Pretend that you zero feel bedside that. manner. Like like not exactly. even trying to um show any remorse for how he handled no. things. It's more so like, well, let me give you my logical explanation for why I did right. the things I did with no like not even a sprinkle of a, like emotional awareness of like how that could impact things and like a- any sort of uh, remorse whatsoever is is completely absent in anything he's saying, and it's fine that he doesn't. If he doesn't even feel sorry about how, like, what he did, you need to at least say that. Yes, make <laughs> it. It's not so much that I wanted you out. I was told, like, you can do so many things in this situation. You can say yeah. I was under the impression that New York had the votes. I played dumb. Like, I was dumb. I thought that New York had the votes and I was voting with the House. That's on me. I'm sorry. I'm still happy you were here. And, like, hello. It's so freaking easy. But, like, for him, he has no ability to, for whatever reason, for someone who in confessional is kind of like self deprecating at times, Mm. he lacks this ability in confrontation to like harness that energy and kind of be like i messed up like 
and just say that and just be like, yeah. I am sorry. Like, it's so simple. But for whatever reason, there's some sort of blockade in his psyche that keeps him from like just being a normal human and taking ownership for things without like just uh, like re- like explaining the reasoning. And then when people don't feel like that's enough, being like, well, you're an idiot and uh. yeah. you're dumb, you're brain, you're brainless pawn. You yeah. uh, and then at that point. Oh, we get full blown Shake. Remember when they're sitting by the uh, when they're in the jacuzzi and yes. Shake's watching Corinne and Johnny uh, bananas, and instead of saying nothing, instead of just saying nothing, he's like, "You look so thirsty right now. Do you understand how embarrassing you are? No wonder why you lost the Bachelorette. I mean, the Bachelor. What? <laughs> this was a wild scene. And to to be fair, I wouldn't want to sit and watch Corinne give uh, bananas a foot massage in the hot tub myself but like was he a little sauced because there was a bottle of some sort of liquor sitting next to bananas in the hot tub it was daylight the sun was out I don't know listen I don't know when this was filmed I assume it was like a cooler season because everyone's complaining about it being cold Um, but like he and he uh, he thanks them at the end. He's like, thanks for the libations or whatever. Um, but he like comes down, like, is he lightweight? Like, did he have like one like scotch? And he's like, You look so thirsty right now. <laughs> like, yeah. and like that part of him comes out. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's very kind to shake to say that maybe alcohol was involved, which is I mean, it's it's valid. It is valid because you have to know these people are drinking constantly, right? There's no way yeah. you have these oh, humans yeah. in the house and you're just gonna let them sit around and be boring. You which is kind of why them. this show is fun because it's right. like, you know, like let it be messy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let them lose their inhibitions a little bit. So yeah, mm-hmm. it would be kind to shake to assume that he did drink a little bit. Um, but like you know, maybe he's sauced. Maybe he's like really drunk. Who knows? I look daytime. <laughs> I don't the know sun what is up. Doing. Those are my favorite drinking hours. You know, yeah. if I can see the sun then outside, you can get a good night's sleep. <laughs> you could you could get a sleep. You could take a nap and then wake up in the in the in the nighttime and still get stuff done. Watch a little TV. It's go back day. out. You need to. It really is. You cannot get drunk all day if you don't start in the morning. I live by that. Mm-hmm. I just had this tattooed mm-hmm. on my ass. And so yeah, I think that I feel like it's in Latin on my booty. You know, so let's, let's see it. Saying. Show the people. <laughs> you gotta, I gotta do it. No, we're not. We're not trying to get the YouTube shut down. It would not be the first time I have stripped over Rob has a podcast YouTube. Uh, but yes, uh, I think that maybe that's what gave it to him. But again, this is the shake that is like the shake that was promised, right? The shake that is yeah. a villain is the one who's going yeah. to say that thing. He's not going to be able to sit there and just be quiet about it. He's like, no, nah, I don't like Corinne. She doesn't like me. And I think she looks thirsty. So I'm about to say it. But it's the lack of apology that comes with it that makes people, OK, well, wh- well yeah, we're going to target you. And even when you say stuff like, Y'all, y'all might not like me very much and I don't care. Cool. Because this is definitely a game about getting votes to stay in the house. And if people don't like you, it's going to be hard to do that. So if that's the route you want to go, good luck. More power to you. Yeah. So I want to, I, I kind of want to talk to that point because, you know, obviously we're going to get to the end of this episode where Shake is going to be one of the three people on the hit list here. And I wonder, you know, are we getting to a point where being like, the the house pariah um not pepperiah um but like where where being that person can actually start being a benefit to you because i thought that that was what we were going to see last week with new york where you know she was definitely starting to piss a lot of people off and making more enemies than just bananas who put her there um And I thought, like, you know, these people are going to say, you know, if this person is like a lightning rod here, uh, that's good for me. And this is what we see at the beginning of this episode with Bananas talking about Shake being like, everyone Mm -hmm. hates Shake. This is a person I need to keep around and, in fact, put into power because it's going to only put more heat on him and take that heat off of me so I can kind of slink back to the shadows. Mm -hmm. At what point is someone like shake actually going to be in a better position to stay because of how much of a disaster mess they've become and how no one F's with them to the point where people like Tanisha and Corinne who end up being on the hit list beside him at the end of this episode are the more dangerous people in the game and ultimately get taken out um, because 
they are in a better social position. Mm -hmm. Like, because I thought that we were going to get maybe get that with New York where people were going to recognize like Amphisa is more dangerous to my game because she's quiet. She's good with most people and isn't like, you know, but what is she doing? Like, who is she working with truly? Um, whereas like New York is New York. Um, mm -hmm. you, you take it or leave it. And maybe to the detriment where she people just felt like she was too much of a loose cannon that like even people that were working with her felt like they couldn't rely on her but like shake is kind of a little bit more controlled but pretty much universally disliked in the house at this point so do you mm. feel like we are reaching a point in the game here where shake is actually the the more drama and problems he causes with people the more likely he is to actually survive this vote. Well, that's interesting. I thought about that as well, because I was thinking, yeah, of course, Bananas wants to keep Shake around because if Shake gets in power, he's not going to target Bananas. But then when someone can target Shake, they will. And that's cool. Yeah. But I think that the format of this game, as we find out when we watch Omarosa use her oranges to explain them to Tanisha, is that there the are three bears. people. <laughs> yeah, there are three people up on the block every week. So there's not a lot of places to hide. So yeah, yeah, this might work for Shake for this round and maybe even the next round. But the point of diminishing returns is approaching very quickly to where we're running out of spots. They're running out of people to put up there. And so if you're not putting up Shake, who are you putting up? That's not going to come down and also potentially target you the next week. So it, it seems like in theory, if the cast was bigger, you'd have more room to do something like that. But at this point in the game, like I think you're right. The New York moment was probably the time to keep somebody around for something like that. Yeah. But now... Shake's on the block. If Shake comes down and Shake doesn't win the next round, what He's combination probably, of people is yeah. not putting him back up anyway just because there's a lack of choices, you know? Um, right, it, but people could put be, still be putting him up, but he could st he could avoid being... He could be like a backup target if the person mm -hmm. you really want to go out, whether you're going to start targeting like social um players like like bobby lights or tanisha or even i mean we see corinne getting put up here i guess as a pawn apparently she's an incredible pawn um you know if those people end up saving themselves they're you're maybe the default target but like he could we see you know shake just become like a you know the a equivalent of a block star exactly yeah. where you know he's like we can we can lose him if we have to, but he's kind of just there as a placeholder, as a backup plan. If the person we ultimately want to go wins the whatever the hell the the banishment challenge or whatever it's called, yeah, he could stick around for a while. If you are, I mean, because like if you have Shake versus ba Johnny Bananas up there, you might say, okay, well, when am I going to get a chance to get Johnny Bananas out? Like right. I really want to get him out because he could come after me. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, but is Shake benefiting anybody's game except Johnny Bananas? You know, like uh, you know, at some point. Mm -hmm. He's he's just an option that why would you let him stick around? And it's it, even when you have a working relationship with other people, you know, like Tanisha, for example, she knows that Johnny Bananas is not going to put her up. So there's no point in her voting out Johnny Bananas at any point. Uh, right. And Fisa is never going to put up New York. I mean, you're not New York, Omarosa. So yeah. that's so that's a person that they, you should never vote out. Shake could put up anybody. Mm -hmm. he, he has no especially now, anybody, <laughs> especially now. Yeah. You know, like Johnny yeah. Bananas did go out on a limb to save him. So maybe yeah. he's the safest if Shake wins and gets in power, but that's still not guaranteed, you know? Um, so I think that, yeah, Shake could buy himself some time just being such an obvious, like, okay, we can get him later. Who's not going to vote out Shake? But it's still not, I don't think the, the cast is big enough for there to be three people uh, nominated because even mm -hmm. in this episode, Amorosa says, well, what if I just nominate all the boys? And she looks up and Shake and it's, it's Bobby and it's Bananas. And then the fourth option is fair play. And you're mm -hmm. like, wait. So that means fair play could potentially go up if Amarosa doesn't want to burn Bobby. And she's yeah. known fair play for 20 years. So, you know, there's not a lot of wiggle room here. You kind of have to make your bed, lie in it, and hope that your target goes, and then pray that you are not the next one out of power the following week. Well, this is where I feel like Shake really screwed up because you know obviously he under he realizes that like he screwed up um most people are against him but the way that he like unraveled from there and really went off at 
Corinne specifically, he kind of in turn loses any chance for support from someone like Bananas who does actually like we see it happen in this exact episode that hate him or love him like this guy does know what he's doing when it comes to making deals and like the social strategic element of a game like this with what he does Mm -hmm. with Omarosa here so I think like this episode started with Bananas literally trying to make sure that Shake wins this this challenge and he literally would have won this challenge if it weren't for his egotistical dumb ass freaking out telling everyone that they're cooked when he hadn't even opened the damn chest which was the last thing he needed to do and then Omarosa sneaks in here but I think when he goes off on Corinne that's the moment where he loses any chance of support from Bananas where he's like you You are beyond help at this point, and Mm -hmm. it is going to be a detriment to my own game if I am trying to protect you at this point. Like, at least wait until the um the competition has happened and we we determine the final two people on the hit list like yeah. my guy you could still win this and be in an okay position what are you doing blowing the whole shit up when it, we're not even in a situation you might be fine like just win and then see what happens yeah bananas went out on a limb very mm-hmm. publicly helped shit yes. you know like very publicly helped him and he did everything he needed to do. Johnny Bananas did everything right in this episode. Yes. Only for Shake to not open the damn box. You hear Joe McHale say, open the box. Open the box. Make sure you open the box. He says it twice. And Shake yeah. doesn't open the box. And then immediately Amarosa opens the box. And Shake says, run the tape back. I'm sorry. You never said that. I was like, sir. You said the didn't... first person to open the lock. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> and even then, Shake was so busy showboating. Yeah, you have Joe McHale, the host, going, Shake, open the box. And he just won't do it. So it's like, if I'm bananas, I'm like, yeah, you are a lost cause. I just handed you the competition and you gave it away. You couldn't do it. Yeah. And now I look bad for trying to help you because Amorosa later on will come to Johnny Bananas and say, Johnny, I thought we were good. I didn't put you up when I had a chance the first time. You didn't put me up. But what is this you helping Shake win when I'm trying to win the the competition? What's going on? And bananas are like, yeah, you got me there. I was definitely trying to help Shake. Like he tries to lie about it a little bit, but eventually he lands like on. I feel like he handled this pretty well, and maybe yeah. I don't know because no, he, he, it was good. His explanation did make sense because he was like, "My objective was to stop Bobby because obviously, like, I am concerned about Bobby winning. That's who mm-hmm. I am going after here, and he escaped that last week." Um. So I and Shake was beside me. So I'm putting all of my locks on Bobby and I'm just trying to help whoever can be Bobby and Shake mm-hmm. just happened to be beside him. Like that helped him. And then he also says, I looked at you and saw that you were doing well and I thought I'm good with Omarosa. So I don't have yes. to worry about that. Um, so I felt like that was that was a pretty good job of explaining why he mm-hmm, was helping mm-hmm. shake all things considered um and i mean ultimately i don't necessarily think that this is the argument that helped him keep him out of the hit list but he clearly does make the right points to omarosa here about how you know the important thing is for the people like them that are big targets working together and keep not going after each other not letting you know these like floaters or whatever use them to target each other and like floating past each other like he does he still does a good job here um because that could have been really bad for him openly helping the person in the house that everyone else wants out um and at least he had like a good enough rationale for why he was doing what he was doing there yeah and banana sells amorosa even you know hey i know you could be inclined to come after me but for some reason, if you don't get me out, I can't go against other people. Like right now, you don't have any blood on your hands when it comes to me. And if I get power, I have no choice but to put you up. Like there's no yeah. working together moving next round because what am I going to do? Turn on Corinne, you know, like a Tanisha who I'm clearly mm-hmm. working with those women. I could put up Anfisa, but me and her seem seemingly are good. You know, like um, I, I, I don't want to have to target you, Amarosa, but if you put me up, I have no choice but to use all my energy against you. And that seems to be good enough to make Amarosa go, okay, maybe, maybe not. 
Uh, but she, I do appreciate Amorosa going and trying to gather the women's alliance that we know, Jenny, famously, always worked. Always. always. Work. Classic success. You know, when it happens, it's guaranteed to work. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then uh, when in that moment, I thought, we got a little something, something going on here. But when she goes on the little luxury competition to the sushi yeah. spot uh, with yeah. <laughs> with uh, Fair Play and Anfisa, uh, she's like, Fair Play, what would you think if you went up on the block? And, <laughs> and Johnny Fair Play is beside him. So he's like, I've known you for 20 years. And you're really going to put me up on the block before some of these extras, you know, these new people? Absolutely. Yeah. This was, you know... And I, I knew that there was going to be some sort of like building of the storyline between Fair Play and Omarosa because, you know, they do a good job um, producing this show. And like in the, you know, previously on or whatever, at the beginning of the episode, we're seeing the conversation between Omarosa and Fair Play and how like people don't even realize that we're working together and like all of that. Um, but wow, I feel like serious misstep from Omarosa here, even even uttering the possibility of mm-hmm. putting up fair play, um, especially because it wasn't a one-on-one conversation and Amphisa was present as well. Um, because if the argument here was that I need to put strong guys up, up against shake to ensure that he doesn't win and take himself down I just don't understand how she her her proposed option there wasn't bananas and Bobby Bobby, the guy who was up for banishment last week and won the challenge and brought himself down like. The person that, you know, you're not clearly working with, like you voted different ways last week. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. She could have kept her word if this is what ultimately what she was going to do she obviously Mm -hmm. this doesn't this doesn't end up being her her path here but if she was just trying to you know do what the house wanted try to get out shake here she had it would have been so much easier to just say i'll put up bananas and and uh bobby next to shake those two have a way better chance of winning and bringing themselves down. The house takes out shape. The fact that yeah. she brought fair play into it and she even acknowledges it in this episode where it's like, I am a capable, I am aware of what fair play is capable of in these games. And I need to work with him because if I'm not, he's coming for me. Yeah. Why then are you putting his name out there? Because we literally see him in a confessional after this happens being like, thanks for the sushi. Go F yourself. Like this is enough for him to be like, okay, I guess we weren't as cool as I thought. And she potentially lost him in this moment. Like, is he going to forget about this? If I'm Johnny Fairplay, I haven't understood final two with Amorosa. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you might not even he might not even plan on going through with it. But in my mind, between the two of them, they look at each other and they say, we're the big dogs. Yeah. You, you're not coming for me. I'm not coming for you. No worries. If, if it comes to that, fine. But, you know, right now we're good. We're Gucci. And every time, every episode we see them high five and being like, no one's even mentioning our names. Look at us, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so for her to even utter this, if if yeah, if I'm Johnny Fairplay, I'm thinking, oh. That the game we're playing. Like you want to protect Bobby that bad to where I gotta be the option to go up with bananas against Shake? Me, you know, Johnny Fairplay is probably like in decent shape, but I don't think like he's ever been known to be a competition beast. Uh, exactly. Any, yeah, like in any fashion. He's like cerebral, like, like he's a strategic right. guy, but yes. I, it's not like he's necessarily like. But again, also these challenges aren't necessarily physical. And again, I must sorry, I will let you finish. These challenges are such equalizers like mm-hmm. please big brother and other shows take note like this this challenge i love this challenge this week but anyway you're right that's not necessarily what he's known for right exactly and so because he's not really known for that i I have to assume that like okay he's not really a challenge guy all the time so maybe you know picking people that are more expendable people who do shows about challenges maybe someone who does a show Called the challenge. Oh, the challenge. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that person would be somebody to go up against, uh, or you know, to go up against um, 
shake you know or or uh, or even bobby you know like it just felt like a misstep and i and i'd have to think that the johnny Fairplay we know is not going to let uh her get away with that um he's going to be on watch for amorosa soon and especially because like there are enough people still there that Fairplay is going to start doing the the math and figuring out what the hierarchy might be like you know, obviously, Omarosa is, is close enough to Anfisa. She brought her on the award, the reward as well. Um, and she's, you know, he's paying attention to who she is protecting by not putting their name out there to put up. And I just think that, like, whether she was going to go through it or not, she shouldn't have been doing the temperature check with fair play mm-hmm. like that in that moment. And she should have been like, should I be doing like she can even say like I don't necessarily want Bobby to go but like does it make sense to do bananas and Bobby because they have the be- the best chance of beating Shake and if if fair play feels strongly about it and wants to volunteer himself of course he wouldn't but like right. it, I don't know I just felt like this was a messy from Omarosa and she obviously knows how fair play is and I think she just like didn't anticipate how much that would throw him off and this will this will become a thing again i think right right and i I like the format of this show being that it's called house of villains because i think it gives people carte blanche to kind of be a little messy you know to do Mm -hmm. things that we would be ill-advised to do in a normal game of social strategy right so we see that there's a moment where um shake makes the mistake of going to bobby and saying bobby it was me i was the one who voted out Anfisa. And Bobby is in the confessional saying, okay, but you know, I'm a villain. So don't trust me. I'm, I don't <laughs> trust me. Right. Yeah. And it kind of gives them that, like, I'm a villain, so I can do this kind of thing. And because even when we see, you know, all the moves that uh, Bananas pulled last week, where he's like, I got the fake letter and I'm about to put up Corinne, but it's not Corinne. It's this person. It's New York. Da, 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 da. Like he does all of that stuff. And then in this episode, we see Omarosa and the oranges and she's telling all the women they're safe, yeah. but only to get up there and put two women on the two. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that calling them villains allows people to do something like this, allows Johnny Fairplay to hear Omarosa and go, OK, cool. I'm about to backstab you. Or to hear that I'm yeah. also come to Johnny Fairplay and say, just a baller move is, yeah, what if I put you up? And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, what if I put you up? Like in a normal situation, that's ill-advised. Even in this situation, ill-advised. But since this house of villains, like, man, isn't that a villainous thing to do to just look somebody in the eye and just play with their life in the game? I'm okay with it. I'll let it, I'll let it slide. Yeah, and I think that that would be a great thing for her to be doing in the confessionals if she is considering it. Um, but if she wasn't really planning on no. going through with it, like don't show your cards. Don't show that you're willing to be like shady and put your own like apparent ally on the block, put them at She's risk yeah. just to advance <laughs> your own agenda. Um, so I, it, it was, I, I felt good to see that Omarosa is also a little messy um, because bit, yeah. everything is just so calculated and like mm-hmm. stern and firm with her and like stone face. But I love when I see like, her just get a little sloppy. Um, mm. It humanizes her a little bit for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I mean, we'll see other things humanize Omarosa as well. You know, when she is, uh, when people come at her sideways, you really kind of see Omarosa, oh, okay. What now? Let, how do I react to that? And a lot of times she does it in like her regal Omarosa way, like, oh, yes. like, I'm, you're beneath me. But this time, uh, we saw a little bit of uh, Tanisha kind of going oh at it. Goodness. And I'm excited for this because that's another person who's been presenting themselves as very polished. I think Tanisha yeah. is very polished in comparison to her stint on the Bad Girls Club. I think that she is like, she's come such a long way. Um, she's, first of all, she's so pretty. I just remember when she when she gets put up on the block, I was like, damn, you know. Um, oh, she looked good. Yeah. And the coat but, too. Like she looked yeah. really good. <laughs> chinchilla, Jenny, not rabbit. Chinchilla, you know. It's chinchilla mama. <laughs> it's chinchilla mama. And, you know, I like Tanisha up there looking like a baddie, but also she's on Bad Girls Club for a reason. Uh, right. She let that guard down and she was just like, oh, okay, I got you, Amarosa, with the melted pants and the $24.99 shoes. I was like, whoa, there we go. And she so, was ready. You know what I mean? Ready. Like she, she, 
it's not even like she had to come up with any of this stuff. No, this was inherent. This was a part of her that was ready to go. And as soon as you engage that piece of her, it's on. And I freaking love that because it seems so authentic. It's like it's good television, but it's not someone acting in a way that they that they think people want to see. It's like this is who I am when you F with me. And I like I loved loved this. The interaction between these two was chef's kiss and Omar is yes. giving it back a little bit she but is. like I think we're on the same page here that like Tanisha won like at least this battle maybe not the yeah. war we will not it's still too early to see uh you know what happens between the two of these in terms of the the, the larger scope of the game but like this interaction I felt like Tanisha came out looking like the winner Oh, of course. Yeah. Omarosa did some some snake some snake behavior here by putting Tanisha up on the block after ensuring her that she'd be fine. So yeah. she was not prepared for what Tanisha was going to give back. I also don't think Omarosa was that familiar with Tanisha. Like, I think she t- kind of right. knew her. Like, oh, you were on Bad Girls Club. But Tanisha, like I said, she really presents like, oh, like she went to charm school. You know, and she won that competition, like Safari. And she's and, been everyone's friend. Like, she that's yes. the thing is, she's been laying low. Yes. But Omarosa says, I don't like floaters. And you're a floater. And I was like, oh, not the big brother terminology coming out. Let's do it. And Tadisha <laughs> is like, I am nobody's floater. I'm about to let you have it. And so, yeah, in this small battle, uh, I think that Tanisha wins. But I also think that this is right up Amorosa's alley. She is an, an antagonizer. Like she has, mm-hmm. she is a fully formed villain, right? So she is not just uh, a combative person, but she also is good on the defense as well. And so yeah. in a world where I can antagonize you and make you mad and throw you off your game like New York can do, Amorosa has that too. And so I think that was yeah. Amorosa doing this here. So Tanisha is uh, like fighting back, but I think Amorosa accomplished her goal, which was to throw her off balance and to put her on the block because now in a world where it looked like Shake was the obvious choice, now that Amorosa is openly beefing with Tanisha, it might behoove her to save Shake and put Tanisha out of the game and try to get Shake as an ally. And this is where I think the next episode will be really fun, hopefully, in in seeing how this um this redemption challenge or whatever it is. I someday I will learn what the hell this challenge I, is called. I, I gave up. It doesn't matter, but um because the the narrative of all of these so far is that fair play has a hand in sabotaging someone um, and ensuring that the person he doesn't want to win and save themselves doesn't win. And so, you know, is is he still going to be like riding with Omarosa, realizing, OK, maybe she's floated that as an idea. Um, I might be a little bit more expendable to her than I I thought, but. She didn't put me at risk. And if she wants ultimately Tanisha to go here, could we see Fair Play trying to um, influence the next challenge if he has the ability to do so um, to have someone like Shake win? Um, And, you know, because I think that if Tanisha and Shake are the final two people on the hit list. I think that enough people have Tanisha's back. Whereas like, like, like we've been saying, like no one is putting their neck out for Shake at this point. Um, yeah. Unless Bananas uses his political powers and decides that him, Shake still being around is still a better like shield for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see him choosing Shake over Tanisha uh, because Tanisha is incredibly loyal to bananas so i i i feel like she doesn't have the votes sorry she has the votes over over shake so if omarosa does truly want to you know she's she's taking the shot and wants to make sure it doesn't miss she needs to make sure that shake is not on the the hit list by the time they're doing the banishment right i I even think that if you if you have Shake versus Tanisha in the final two, I really think that you have a war at that point, right? Because you have uh, Amarosa, who is incentivized to probably keep Shake at that point, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I see this thing with Tanisha blowing up big time. And yeah. so is trying to keep Shake. That means Amphisa's trying to keep Shake, probably. Um, so that's right. two people who are probably going to keep Shake. You have Tanisha, who has bananas. Uh, and but I think Bobby's going to keep Tanisha for sure, right? Well, 
I don't know because remember last know. episode he was but like Bobby doesn't Tanisha. like shake. Yeah, but he doesn't like bananas, and he doesn't like yeah. to, you know that Tanisha was playing That's the middle. True. He called her out last episode, and so if it's Tanisha and uh, well, bananas's army versus Amorosa's army, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's going to get kind of contentious. I think you might have uh, maybe like Bobby uh, and Fisa and uh, Amorosa. Well, Amorosa will have fair play, so I think does she ultimately- have fair play? After this uh, lack of move on him that she just, you might have telegraphed? I just, I guess I just don't know that what Fair Play, like, who is Fair Play close with outside of Omarosa? Omarosa. Does he want, does he have a relationship with Tanisha? Does he feel like having Shake around is helpful to him because he's always going to, you know. Be a bigger target. Yeah, like, is he looking at this the same way as Bananas? It's really, really hard to say because we're not getting a lot of um, what his, like, strategy is beyond the fact that, like, he's got, like, a thing with Omarosa. So I do think that his position in the game, especially now that he's had, like, a scare, will be very, Mm -hmm. very interesting. Um, But, you know, this, this might be for nothing because there's a very good chance that like, Oh my God, what are we, what's going to happen if it's Tanisha versus Corinne on the block? Yeah. Like what if Shake does the thing and he, and he gets himself off. Oh my God. That was, if it's Tanisha versus Corinne, I think we're going to have to say goodbye to maybe Corinne this time. You know, I just don't like, like you said, Tanisha has some good, some good allies, but Johnny Bananas at that point is going to have to decide who's better for his game. You know, Mm -hmm. do I want to save Corinne or do I want to save Tanisha? Honestly, I think Tanisha might be better for your game. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, because especially because if he's worried about Omarosa finally taking the shot at him, if she's mm-hmm. also got like now cultivated beef with Tanisha, like keeping Tanisha around as like a soldier for her is a lot better for him than Corinne, who is still kind of like playing back a little bit. Like she's still pay- yeah. playing a little bit passively. Um, and so I, I actually do agree that I think that Tanisha is better for Banana's game than Corinne. And also letting Corinne go kind of takes some heat off of him because everyone's been saying like the fact that they have like a romantic connection, whether it's been, you know, there. I, I don't I don't think that Corinne it. has gotten what she <laughs> wanted yet. But um, yeah. in the very least, like people are saying they have like this flirtation showmance kind of thing. Like that's stronger than a regular alliance. That's a big mm-hmm. target. At a certain point, I have to think Bananas like does the math and says like, you know, keeping Tanisha is better for him than Corinne. But I do think yeah. that like this is going to be a really fun banishment because there's like a lot of different ways that this could go. Uh, I have no idea what this next challenge is going to look like. I do know that we're going to see Spencer Pratt next week, which I'm excited about. I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like I haven't seen this guy on TV in 10 years, at least, right? Yeah. Maybe longer. I I probably more recently (laughs) on my podcast feed, if anything, you know? Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually. Friend of the network. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> former RHAP podcaster. Yeah. Alumni. Uh, yeah, he's coming back, man. Um oh, I man. think we just have to keep keep our commentary light on that one. We don't really know where I don't know stands. how to feel about it. I don't know what to do either, but I know that uh and on the list of villains from reality TV, I think Spencer has made a name for himself. And so I'm very excited sure. to see what he's going to bring to the table um, yeah. moving forward. Jenny, we didn't really talk about it. And I know we're, we're about to wrap up, but yeah. speaking of the Korean and Johnny, uh, Johnny Bananas love affair, what do you think about this B-roll footage of them flirting? There's this music video. The music video. I was, I was taken aback by this. Like, so we got them in the hot tub and fair mm-hmm. or up. Okay, enough of the Johnny bananas. Bananas. There's certain points where I'm like, okay, we got bananas. We got banana shake. Uh, It sounds like friggin' ice cream in here. Um, but bananas is trying to talk strategy with Corinne and like talking about like what Omarosa might do. And like Corinne is just like the and then they do the edit of like his his voice is going into the distance. She's going off into dreamland where she's 
so H word for this guy. And we get this. What's the, hold on. What's the, what's the H word? Chappelle, don't do this to me again. I'm sorry. I just got confused. So H word. Would you rather me H- spell it? Yeah, is this the purple eggplant all again? Like, are we doing this again? <laughs> like, you do you, not. You hit, the age word is hot. Something I didn't do. Yeah, the, uh, eight, it's unbothered, right? <laughs> unbothered, unbothered, unbothered. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then, it, like, again, I love the the silly editing they're doing on this show, but it's like sometimes it throws me off completely because we went into like a full 30 second like fake music video montage of a fictional like hair rock, like 80s like power ballad type thing where what was the name of that? Like they gave a... I did not write it down. I I saw it and was like, this is absurd and went on with my life. It was, it was absurd. But like you have, you know, bananas pouring champagne over his abs and like Corinne standing, like watching him. And then they, they did it perfectly where they did the dream sequence where it's like Corinne, Corinne. And like, it's still part of the dream and you can hear banana's voice. And then all of a sudden it like snaps back to the hot tub and he's like, mm-hmm. hello, like, are you paying attention to me? No, like she's hot, this hot girl is incredible. What is she yep. doing? <laughs> yeah. Hot for bananas. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was funny. I didn't want to let us end without talking about that. Cause I just think that like the production on this is so funny. They're having so much fun. The, even the other thing earlier in the episode where, um, Shake lies about Corinne saying that she voted for Anfisa because he, she was worried that bananas would choose her over. And then they had like footage not found because it never happened. Like it they're doing happened. so much fun. We get Joel McHale acknowledging Bruce, the, the camera guy during the um the ceremony, like the hitless ceremony. Like there's so many little fun tidbits during this show. Um, it's it's incredible. It's it's so good. So, I'm so never good. bored, not even for a second. There's there's no reason to like look at your phone or do anything nope. else while you're watching it. So yeah. Literally time of my life. Jenny, this is yeah. great. I've had such a good time. I feel like we are gonna get a great next episode because we have engaged Tanisha. Like she mm-hmm. is ready. Um, so I can't wait to see what happens next week. Um, and I'm really liking the pace of the show. I like that they're they're doing like you know average of two episodes per elimination here mm-hmm. um i think that that's a great way of of doing it and we're getting enough time to like flesh out the storylines here and listen if you've got a cast of people that you already know can bring it like leave their leave enough room for us to see what they can do let on them TV. cook let them cook exactly anyway i i had a great time um we will be back next week hopefully with a guest hopefully. um hopefully with a guest and because we got lots of lots of friends who have things to say about this incredible show um but in the meantime Chappelle what else do you have going on uh yes here on Rob has a podcast I'm still talking about Below Deck with Sasha every week Below Deck Mediterranean it's about halfway through the season and Sasha and I are breaking it all down on the Bravo wrap ups feed wherever you get your podcast I'm also talking about Netflix shows with Rob on nothing but Netflix this week we're talking about Sly the Sylvester Stallone documentary uh over on Post Show Recaps I'm still talking about Fear the Walking Dead as it's about to come to an end we have one more podcast uh one and a half more podcasts to drop soon to talk about Fear the Walking Dead before we go talk about the next iteration of the Walking Dead franchise over on Post Show Recaps. We're also doing Suits every day on Post Show Recaps. Me and Rob are SuitsPodcast.com. Uh, you can go in and subscribe to keep up with our daily Suits coverage of the our, the hit Netflix show Suits from USA. If you heard about it, if you watched it before, jump in. Listen to the podcast or start at the beginning. Go at your own pace. It's timeless. Check that out. SuitsPodcast.com. And then... um. Finally, I think that um, is there anything I missed? I think I feel like I missed something. Um, no, let's just say no. Let's just say that's all. But follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. And when I come up with other stuff that I'm talking about, I will definitely let you all know. And also just a quality follow. I can't understand how anyone could not be following you already. So um, get on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, for, for me, not too much besides this little thing. Um, I will be catching back up with Kirsten McKinnis to get caught up on FY Island season three over on the hot dummies on Island feed. And uh, I believe, listen, big brother 25, 
thank God has ended. But I will say the sloppiness never ends. And I, I, I will say there's always a chance slop will occur. And when it occurs, I want to know about it. And I want to have a little bit of a taste of it. Um, so keep an eye on my Twitter at Jenny Autumn. Um, I'll let you know if anything else coming down the pipes. And in the meantime, have a great week. And we'll be back next week with episode six recap of House of Villains. Make sure to subscribe. Rob has a website.com forward slash hit or quit feed. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.